Welcome to Demystifying Franchise Ownership, the podcast that brings you expert advice, transparency, and clarity around franchise ownership. Whether you're a prospective or current franchisee or franchisor, or simply curious about the topic, say hello to your host, Christine Givens. So welcome back to Demystifying Franchise Ownership. Once again, I'm talking to Mark Schnurman. Mark is the founder and managing partner of The Perfect Franchise, and I'm also an author and recognized as one of America's top franchise consultants. Today, we're recording part two of my conversation with Mark. In part one, which dropped on October 19th, we talked about why the franchise landscape can be so confusing And in this episode, we're pulling back the curtain and talking about how to navigate and mitigate the confusion. So welcome back, Mark, for your second appearance here. Great to be back. Tell us, I'm sure some of it has to do with the process, but how do we overcome the confusion in the industry and set ourselves up for success? Yeah, thanks, Christine. Real simple. There are a few easy ways to, not simple, but easy to understand ways to enable success in franchising. The the first is to educate yourself about franchising. That's one of the reasons I wrote my book, The Perfect Franchise. And I will tell you, when, when I first was exploring franchising, I read every book on franchising. And I... I have a Kindle. I I read it on the Kindle. I highlight it. And then I have the notes, right? So it it was really important. So educate yourself on franchising, because if you understand franchising, how it works, if you understand the context around franchising, you could better assimilate information, analyze it, and really understand it. Because otherwise, it's, it's terribly difficult to do that. So I think education is, is, is the, an important thing. Then it's also understanding yourself, right? That self, I don't, I don't know if I want to call it discovery because maybe you under, you, you've already done the discovery, but it's being honest with yourself. Can I do X? Can I do Y? Can I do you know Z? Am I, am I capable of it? Can I sell? Can I manage? Can I lead? Can I operate? Maybe, maybe not. And if I can't, then maybe this particular brand isn't good for me. It was funny, not funny, but when I first came into franchising, I spoke to somebody. He didn't become a candidate, but on the first call, he said, uh, let me tell you a little bit about me. He said, you know, I'm an, I'm a big introvert. I had a very successful business. I inherited it from my father and I grew it. But I like helping people, growing people, but I don't like putting myself out there. And I said, jokingly, so you'd be great for a lot of businesses that are more operationally focused, but you know, but but you probably would like coaching, even if it's wrong for you, because you know, you'll love the coaching part, but you won't be able to get clients. And he said, did you know that I failed in a coaching franchise? No. Christine, you can't, no you can't make this stuff up. No I was, way. Like, I was like, I, I don't, but the way you were framing the story, he's like, I went into a coaching franchise and I failed. He goes, all I wanted to do was coach people, but I don't have the ability to build the business. And mm-hmm. so 
it's that self-knowledge and self-understanding. What is a good fit? So if you educate yourself and you know yourself, right? The Oracle of Delphi, know thyself. If you do that, then when you enter into the process or at, you're doing that as you're going through the process, the process helps. And so one of the things that we do at The Perfect Franchise and I've been doing since I've been in this business is I walk people through a really clear process. And I always tell them, if you follow the process, what's going to happen is you will systematically get all the information, all the data, all the facts, figures that you need to make a smart decision and manage your emotions because emotions work two ways. Emotions say, I'm excited. I'm going to do this. And emotions also go the other way. I'm scared. I'm not going to do this. You shouldn't make a decision because you're excited and you shouldn't make a decision because you're scared. You should make a decision based on the facts. So the process is really important. Uh, and one of the things that I'm proudest of, Christine, with the perfect franchise is that we have probably the smallest portfolio of brands of any franchise consulting firm. And everybody will always say, well, how many how many brands do you have? And I said, a lot less than everybody else. And they'll say, well, that's not good. No, let me tell you why it is. Because we're screening them. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the brands and the quality of the processes and systems, what the financials look like, what the success rate looks like what the validation, in other words, what franchisees are saying about that brand. And we we, we rate brands. We have an A, B, C, D scale. We move brands up and down all the time. And it's based in large part, the numbers don't change you know, over a three-month period of time or anything like that. But what does change is well, the more our clients talk to franchisees, they give us feedback. They're not happy. So that helps us guide subsequent ones, subsequent candidates. So so that's that's really critical. As much knowledge as you can get. But our process, to get the center of any franchise consulting process is the franchise consultant. You need a consultant, but you don't need any consultant. You need one who understands the business, who maybe they were a franchisee and has your best interest in mind. Um, I also think it's helpful if they have some sort of a similar background. And so I resonate, I think, best with corporate people because that's my background, you know, for, for a long time. So I can understand where they're coming from. I know where the pain points are. So I think you need a consultant. And then a process that's really clear. So we have what we call the six-factor analysis that we walk our clients through as they're going through the due diligence with the brand. And we believe these are the six factors that they need to understand in order to make an informed decision. And the first one is, how do I get clients? And and that really speaks to the sales and marketing. What's the brand doing? What do I do? What's the cost of it? How does it work? And are you comfortable with it? Next one, how do I serve my clients? That's the operational side of it. How do I hire people? How do I train people? What does the supply chain look like? How do I find real estate? How do I buy equipment? Anything on that side. Then it's, what's the role of the franchisee in this business? What does a day in the life look like, a week in the life, a month? How does that evolve over time? And importantly, who succeeds at this brand? Who struggles at the brand? You better be like the people who succeed because if the traits of the people who struggle, you know, it, you know, it becomes a red flag. 
And when you have that red flag, you need to recognize it. Um, and, and this is also just such a critical point. You know, I always tell my clients when you're going through validation and you're talking to franchisees, it's with two parts. One, to understand if it's a fit. And the second is to be able to crush that business when you join it. So it's also role of the franchisee. What are the dials you can turn or levers you can pull in order to get off to a really quick start? What are the mistakes you can avoid? Then it's the financial aspect of it, right? What is the economic, what do the economics look like? What's my cost of entry? What is my revenue potential? What does that look like as it scales up over time? What are my regular expenses once I'm in the business, royalties, other fees you may have? And what what how much money can I make? Then you have the value proposition. And I'm big on unique value propositions. You want to know that you have a value proposition from the franchisor that you're going to have a partner on the other side. And we want success to be linear, Christine, but it isn't. It doesn't go straight up. It's ups and downs. And so as it's going up and down, you want to know when I have a question, you're going to help me. You're going to support me as the franchisor. You're my partner. You have to have that feeling. And the last is, what is the unique value proposition to the, the, the customer or the client? How does that get articulated in the marketing materials? How do you distinguish yourself at the point of sale? How does the customer experience your brand? in a way that they don't experience your competition. So those are the six factors that we really focus our clients on as they're going through the due diligence. When they get to discovery day, we go through, how do you feel about these? What are the questions that you still need answered to get comfortable with it? We have a form we give them where you know we break out and they're telling us where they are so we can give them guidance on it. It's critical. If you if you go through the six factor analysis and you get to the end and you're like, this is a great brand and you know, you've done the self-discovery and this is a great match for you, you move forward. If you haven't, maybe the brand or not may, maybe franchising isn't right for you, but certainly the brand isn't if you can't check both those boxes. So I think right. the process is critical. And you need somebody who's going to be, when you work with a consultant, who's going to be straight with you and is going to say to you, hey, look, this is a red flag. I'm not sure based on what you heard from the brand that this is the right fit for you because of this, that, and the other thing. And you know, I say to my candidates all the time, you know, maybe this isn't right for you then. Mm -hmm. Because I think that gets them to think differently. And I, I've had conversations with clients where I got to the end. Remember one in particular, it was with the junk removal business. He was going to buy five territories. It was going to be a good day for me. His brother was going to be his partner. And his brother decided that he he wasn't going to leave his job and he was going to not join in the business. And so my client says, I'm moving forward anyway. And I said, yeah, find another partner or don't do it. Because he had a full-time job and he wasn't leaving. And he said, well you know, you can't tell me I can't do it. I said, I can tell you, you can't do it. You just don't have to listen to me. He said, I'm going to do it anyway. I said, okay, just remember, I'll change his name to protect the innocent, but I always talk to people by names. I was like, okay, Steve, just remember when the guy who doesn't get paid, if you do something, tells you not, if, if you do something, he gets paid, tells you not to do it. He's got your best interest in mind. Absolutely. So- you know, he ultimately, thankfully, Steve did not do it. That's good. Yeah. 
Well, so you, one of the things you talked about is understanding yourself. Actually, last week I did a podcast. It comes out this week on being honest with yourself. I think that is one of the hardest things to do, but is so key in this process because it's the, the person I interviewed, Kirsten Ramos, we were talking about how she often coaches corporate and individual clients. So what they have at stake is a job, which is still, you know, a big deal if you lose it or you're terminated or you, whatever. But in a franchise, you're making this huge financial investment. It's not just, I'm going to move on to a new job. So how do you get your clients to understand, how, how do you get them to be honest with themselves? You ask them a lot of questions. I, I think, you know, what what are your skills? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? So the way I ask it is, what's going to make you a great business owner? What's going to be a problem for you as a business owner? It's understanding the support from the family. Mm-hmm. How does your spouse really feel about this? But it's asking, I'll say to them, like, you know, you need for this business, you need 20 hours a week, whatever it is. And they're going to try to keep their day job. And I said, well, you understand that you're working 50 hours a week now and you travel three days, you know, three weeks a month. How's that going to work? Do you really think you can do this? It's not my job to tell people that they can't find the time, but you have three young kids. How are you going to do this? So it's, it's, it's asking the hard questions. The other thing that, that we do at the perfect franchise Christine is we we use an assessment in the process and it's not mandatory so not everybody necessarily has to do it but we we encourage them to there are two aspects of it one of them fo- allows us to focus on some factors that are important in business ownership like self confidence achievement drive motivation soft and- skills Right. More about internally how, yes, but more about internally how they interface with the world. Like how driven are you is what we're trying to get at because it's not easy to own a business as, you know, to your point. And then the other side is, okay, what are their strengths? Are they assertive? Because if you're not assertive, you probably shouldn't put yourself in a position or, or in a franchise where you have to, you know, fill your funnel and bring in clients yourself you know, um, are you detail oriented? Because if you're not, that's going to limit you. And it's okay, by the way, because I, I don't think franchising is for everybody, but for everybody who franchising is for, there is a fit. They're mm-hmm. just different. And, you know, we, we break franchising down into three categories, home services, business services, and retail services for our clients. We We let them know that it doesn't really matter all that much about what you get excited about. Like, I love this sector. I'm passionate about this sector. That's great. What matters more is fit. So you have this continuum, you have fit on one side and then you have passion on the other. And it's, it's, it's in every consult that we do. Every one of the consultants on our team says, you know what? Passion's great. We want you to be as close to the perfect fit for yourself with enough interest to keep you motivated, not the perfect fit for passion with a little bit of fit. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's why people get themselves in trouble. There are some really good food franchises and they're not for everybody. And so people like food. I like to cook. So 
they gravitate to that fitness. I like to work out. Mm -hmm. So they gravitate to fitness, you know, big costs of entry and big losses if it doesn't work out. So if it's not the right fit. So do you, why do you not make the assessment mandatory? I'm curious. It's funny. As much as anything else, I would make it mandatory, but the way the system works, I I can't track it perfectly. So most people will take it, but not everybody does because I I can't automate that part of the process. Oh, I see. I see. Because that to me, I mean, for your own success, you want to, you want your, your clients to succeed, right? So I'm thinking that would be, to me, that's a lot of figuring out what is the right fit for you or whether it, there is a brand that is a right fit a franchise ownership. Maybe it's not right for you. Yep. No, that, that, that's, that, that's right. It brings some art to the, uh, apologize, brings some science to the art. Yeah. Um, but, but there's a lot of art in it too, right? Um, I, you know, I used to, in, in a previous life, when I was in the corporate world, I had little career coaching business on the side and I had a career advice column in the biggest newspaper in New Jersey every other Sunday. And it was wonderful. And that's where I got the art from. But the science, you know, bringing bringing them together, it's a, it's a silly thing. I'm trying to solve for it, but I can't right now automate it the way it needs to be automated. So I can't keep following up if people don't do it is really what it comes down to. Right. Just based on, I know our conversations and even what you've said today, you don't feel like franchise ownership is right for everyone. Is that right? No, I think it's right for a lot of people. And again, to the to and from that we spoke about on our last episode, you need to have a motivation, not just to stop doing what you're doing, but you need a greater motivation to do what you're signing up for. I think franchise ownership is is life-changing. Business ownership is life-changing in so many ways, but it could be a good life change and it could also be a bad life change. So if, if you do it right, it is absolutely awesome. But if you don't, it, it, it could have significant consequences, but no, it's, 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 it's right for some people, but certainly not everybody. If you see 10 clients or, or even let's say a hundred, hundred, how many of those individuals would you say ultimately are not a good fit for franchise ownership? So one of the things I pride myself on is um, as I go through the process with clients, I eliminate more of them than eliminate franchising. It's hard to say when you say clients, right? Because it depends on where they are in the process and you know how I how I met them. I, I would say in terms of those who go through the process with earnest and are financially capable and skill capable, one out of four will move forward. 25% move forward. And that's once they're engaged in the process, right? So at the top of the funnel, it may be one out of 50, one out of 100 to get to that one out of four. But yeah. Wow. So that is a lot. That is a lot. So a lot of people go into this thinking that it would be a great fit. And through the process or conversations with you or other people, they self-select out or you help them come to that, that realization. That, that, that's right. You know what a lot of it is, is when they come to the process, they some people are certain in what they know, some people aren't. It's changing for the people who aren't certain, it's changing the unknowns into, you know, into knowns and seeing how they respond to that. 
And then it, for those who are certain, it's usually disabusing them of some notions that are incorrect and then seeing if it's still something that they want to do. Do you feel like it's imperative that individual considering franchise ownership engages a, a franchise consultant? And you even talked about in one example, this in, an individual had two. Do you recommend that as well? Or is really just one the best way to go? So here, here's what I would tell you. I think most people and most franchise consultants are are ethical. So we'll start there. I don't think they're all competent. So yep. I, I think you need to engage with a competent franchise consultant, 100%. That eliminates, I would say, a significant portion of the franchise consultants out there. Not bad people, but not well-trained, not well-educated in their, in their field, but I love them all. Right. Yeah. There's there, you have 10% that are really good, 10% that probably aren't ethical. And then a whole bunch of people, right. With varying degrees, average, whatever. Right. And So how do you find, or what are the characteristics you look for in a competent and ethical franchise consultants? I, I think it's, it's, you talk to them, you understand their knowledge base. Um, the process I, I too? The process is huge. The, yeah. the, the process is huge. Um, how many placements have they had? You know, I, I was with another consulting firm, had like 700 consultants. And I, from what I'm told, I was their top consultant, at least in the first quarter, perhaps the first half of the year before I left to start the perfect franchise. I, I think there's a lot that that goes into the decision. It's also a huge comfort level. I need to be comfortable with the person I'm talking with, I'm speaking with. I need to be comfortable sharing with that person. Um, the easiest way I can tell people to do it, Christine, is to call me. And um, <laughs> I may not be the right fit, but I certainly have a team of of you know the best consultants in the industry and. And I'm in part joking and I'm I'm in part serious. Like I would put my consultants person by person up against anybody else's. Um, they're incredibly ethical. They're incredibly bright. They're incredibly hardworking and they're knowledgeable. And we're bouncing ideas off of each other all the time. And I think of that collaboration internally is a huge differentiator for us. And I should mention that you and I met through one of my former fellow franchisees. So it was someone that was also a franchisee and the same brand I was, and he and I met and he, he really impressed me as a business person. And he was, he's just a very impressive person, you know, period. And he now works within the same firm with you. Right. And, um, so I I'm, I'm certain if all your other consultants are like him, you have a really fantastic practice. Uh, how do one last thing I wanted to ask you about is just can you clarify for the audience the difference between a broker and a consultant? How would you differentiate? Because I think so many times people represent themselves as a consultant and they aren't really. Yeah, I think anybody who leads with a brand is a broker. They're, they're selling that brand. You know, I think a consultant is somebody who's going to walk you through a process, understand you, and is not going to talk brands. They're going to be brand agnostic. 
doesn't matter to me it, it, what brand somebody um, joins or if they join a brand, as long as they make the decision in in their in their best interest. So I think it's you start with you, you're pitching brands, then it's different. Yeah. Um, yep. Move on to another. Can you know? That, that, that's right. And resources. I have that conversation a lot. Like you know, people say, you know, can you send me a list of brands? I could, but I won't. Yeah, because you're just going to fall in love with the one that has the best logo. Like when we were little kids, you chose the team you were going to root for because they had the best uniforms or helmets. And like, that's just not how how it works. So I want to understand you before I recommend brands to you. I had a gentleman yesterday, financial wherewithal, wonderful skill set, could do anything. I showed him four of my favorite five brands. Okay. Meaning my top brand or two in each sector, he didn't like them all. He said, I want to do this, but I need more brands. I said, no, no, you need to trust that you need to talk to these guys first because this is the best of the best. The economics of these brands are unbelievable. He didn't want to talk to them. I'm like, hmm. yeah, I can't help you because I'm not just going to throw brands in front of you. It's not what I do because then you're not going to get a good result. And if you do get a good result, it's because of luck as opposed to a systematic approach. Well, thank you so much for giving us some clarity and on how, if we want to get into the industry, what is the best way to do that? Educate, understand yourself, and also go through the process and and do that with a franchise consultant, right? Someone who can guide you through the process uh, to help you position yourself for the highest likelihood of success. So thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate you and uh, and all that you do. Thank you. And and uh, remind the audience how they can get a hold of you. Sure. Our website is theperfectfranchise.com. My email address is mark at theperfectfranchise.com. And I love talking to people, 973-452-4558. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Mark. Have a great day. Appreciate you. You as well. Thanks again, Mark, for joining this episode and helping us understand why the industry can be so confusing and help bring clarity to that confusion. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Demystifying Franchise Ownership. You can reach me on the contact page on my website, christinegivens.com. If you're currently evaluating a franchise system, you definitely need to check out my guide, the ultimate step-by-step guide to vetting and evaluating a franchise opportunity. As always, tune into next week's episode and thanks for listening.